Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Wicked Good Show. I'm your co-host Dylan here with my buddy Brian. Brian, big, big, super exciting episode here today. Say hi to the people yes. first. Hey everybody, how's it going? Dylan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm very excited to talk about the Joker today. Or Joker, just Joker. Just Joker. Just Joker, uh, which we saw last night. Mm-hmm. And it is it, it is a very, very interesting movie. I'm very much looking forward to talking to you. I, I I don't know your take on it at all. I think I think you might sort of have an idea of how I feel about it, but I don't know your take at all on on it yet. But uh, we're gonna be getting to that shortly. But uh, first up, we have uh, we have some news that's happened in, in in the two weeks that we've been on hiatus. Has it been two weeks? Oh man, I think it's been two weeks. And couple couple big news, big news things too. Really two, and then one thing that we're just gonna yell about, but. <laughs> Two kind of big newsy things here. Both of them are going to be coming from the superhero movie genre, mm. which Martin Scorsese, not a fan of. I know. That was, uh, was that today he said that or yesterday? Uh, just at the time of recording, very recently, Martin Scorsese dropped a pretty like pretentious bombshell on the movie world by saying that uh, superhero films are not cinema. So I, I I think it's uh, I I guess we'll just touch on that quickly. I, I think it's like a, a huge dickhead comment from him because mm-hmm. he's putting down a shitload of filmmakers mm-hmm. for it for I mean for literally no reason. It's just yeah. like it's a ridiculous comment. Right. Uh, but also people are acting like Martin Martin Scorsese is the end all be all decider of 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 movies. Mm-hmm. Like people are acting like oh my god Martin Scorsese said Marvel is aren't real movies. Like oh god. Right. Like fuck him. This isn't acceptable. Fuck Hollywood. Marvel's a real movie. Now they're just. There's just there's movie purists now fighting with Marvel stands. It's just mm-hmm. like a shit show, and I'm I'm like I really don't care. I, <laughs> I'm still going to watch The Irishman when it comes out and probably love the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still gonna end up watching uh, Avengers for the twelfth time and still love the fuck out of it. Right. So, internet's got to chill out. Marvel's just saying he's old. He's an old man. Y'all have to clock. He's literally one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Like, mm-hmm. like. It's like I said, it's a dickhead comment, and I I, I don't fully agree with it. Mm-hmm. I don't fully disagree with it, but I don't I don't agree with it. Like I don't hold. I said it to you and Tamora when we were talking about it earlier today. Mm-hmm. I don't hold something like Goodfellas to the same standards I would of uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I still enjoy both of them very very much. So both of them are my all time favorite movies. And but I I don't I don't know. It's it was a very like unnecessary thing. It was like it was kind of like a shot mm-hmm. at at i would say the, the the mainstream movie genre of these days right and it's kind of funny too because his buddy steven spielberg basically said that movies that were put on streaming services shouldn't be nominated for academy awards mm-hmm. and marcel sazy has a movie that's going to be on a streaming service this year that's going to be mm-hmm. nominated for an academy award so it sounds like another old ass director just put trash in his mouth for mm-hmm. literally no reason yeah and i don't think i don't think there's any more to it than that yeah, it seems like um, older directors are like, what, anything that isn't exactly what I'm doing right now is not cinema. Pretty much. <laughs> Lately, which, uh, okay, I mean, you know, feel how you want to feel, but that's not going to stop anything or change anything. The worst part about, about this whole thing uh, that, that's been on Twitter today mm-hmm. is been just all just the terrible takes coming out. Like, I saw one guy saying, like, oh, you know what, this is this is the proper take. This is the correct take. And one of our boys, who I've been referencing a lot on uh, the pod, who mm-hmm. I follow on Twitter, uh, who I'm not even going to name because this, uh, now I'm like, I'm kind of out on this guy because he was not only agreeing with Martin Scorsese, but he he said some ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I, I read some things. Some, somebody said that the comic book genre hasn't been good since the 1989 Batman movie. That's not correct at all. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, a weird terrible thing to say. Thing. I can make an argument that the Batman movie from 1989 is incredibly fucking overrated. Right. And, and really just not even par with, with movies like Batman Begins or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, it, uh, you know, old people yelling at the clouds just now causing movie Twitter to just come out of the fucking woodworks and just fight with each other. Yeah, this is a, it really ignited a war online. This is blood in the streets, blood on the timelines, if you will. Our, shout out our pal Brian Wong. I hope he didn't see that tweet because <laughs> he, I, he, I guarantee you, Brian Wong, who, who only goes to the movie theater five times a year, will not be going to the movie theater to see once who says he's three and a half hour long Irishman. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, three and a half hours. Oh God, how are we going to do that? We're doing it. So we committed. We committed. We're, yeah. we're actually, we're, we're going to see the movie. The, the, I don't know about the weekend it comes out, but we kind of have some time because mm-hmm. we're going to see the movie when it's out in theaters. Right. I don't know if it's out for like only a week or if it's out between November 1st and then when it releases on. Yeah, I think Netflix. it's probably that. It probably gives it like a uh, classification as like a run so that it can be nominated for awards. Yeah, like I think like Romo was out for like a week. Mm. Uh, they did something with like Buster Scruggs was out for like a, a week only or something like that. Mm. So I think we're gonna end up going to see it in the theater. Mm. God bless us. We're gonna have to find like a, we're gonna have to find like a ten o'clock showing in, in in the morning. Yeah, just so we can have like half our day left. Right, right. Just have but anything. We're, going we're gonna on. see it. And then we're going to record it. So the day that the Irishman drops on Netflix, mm-hmm. we are also going to be releasing our our uh, our review. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't want to spend three and a half hours in a movie theater, you know, and just wants to watch it at home, they'll have something to listen to that day after they watch it. Yes. So. so oh, great. man, Dylan, it's going to be tough. I mean, I'm going to like uh, fast and like not drink uh, any water for like the day before. Yeah, no, that's gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna literally have to get like the largest soda possible. Maybe for the do the first ever like. I have to go out for a refill for that soda. That's mm. basically like four liters of soda. <laughs> oh man! All, All right. right so what's get, our first story, Dylan? Let's get into some positive news. So right. arguably the big, the biggest news that no, it was the biggest news that's happened since we last recorded, mm. and that is that uh, Spider-Man, Sony, and the MCU are all back together. Mm-hmm. Which is which is just hopscotch. Mom and Brian. Dad are staying together. I like to think that it was me yelling at Kevin Feige mm-hmm. through the pod because we know right. he's a listener. But yeah. I, I can't out, imagine it wasn't affected by that. Turns out Tom Holland, our our, our king, mm-hmm. our, our crown prince, our 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 our, our guy of, mm-hmm. of of the new Avengers, he apparently called up uh, Bob Iger. Bob Iger, thank you. Yeah. I clearly did not read the story before we got on. No, it's, it's all good. I'm a huge Disney fan, like theme park stuff. So I'm I'm very well versed in you know the disney ceo and their various names over the years so i got you there he tracked down the bob Iger's people was like hey and i got bob bob Iger's number they were mm. like uh bob i'm surprised they weren't like i don't know who that is bob <laughs> like i don't know who tom holland is right and then uh, eventually they gave tom holland his number tom holland called up bob bob Iger, mm. like one of the most powerful people in the world yep and they said hey man like Let's get this solved. Yeah. Like, we really need, like, let's get this fixed. Or, like, this is this is crazy. I don't know if that's exactly what he said. Yeah. But convince Bob Iger. Bob Iger called Sony. They worked it out. And Spider-Man is now releasing, I believe, like, 
July 16th, 2021, which is fucking awesome, man. That's great. Not only that, it's it's a surprise MCU movie now thrown into that timeline of all the other movies that were coming out. Mm-hmm. That that and Spider-Man, like we mentioned, was not one of those movies originally, obviously because they didn't have a deal in place. Yeah, we were surprised at first, and we didn't really know it was happening. But uh, this is exciting news. I agree, and I, I uh, from the stories I'm reading, I don't know, I don't believe Kevin Feige deserves like any credit for this at all, based mm-hmm. on what I what I read. This seems to be Bob Iger, who obviously um, has more power than Kevin Feige with mm-hmm. Disney and Marvel, uh, said, you know what, fuck this, we're gonna get this done, we're gonna do it. And here we are, baby. Spider-Man, Sp- Spider-Man Three, Spider-Man, uh, home. Oh, home. He's just home. He's back <laughs> home. Spider-Man back home. Back home. Yeah, it'd be apt because uh, he's back home with Disney. He's back home in New York after this one. Could 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 actually be the title. We'll see. That's going to be the summer uh, of movies, buddy, mm-hmm. because we have Batman, which is scheduled to come out, I believe, like two or three weeks before Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. So that's just. And we're going to be talking about Batman shortly. That is going to be fucking great. That's going to be awesome, buddy. I can't wait. Yeah. So speaking, well, I guess this isn't part of our thing. I don't want to throw too big of a curveball, but did you get the Christopher Nolan trailer before your showing of the uh, Joker? No, I did not. So I I ended up getting that fucking Harley Quinn uh, it trailer again, for some reason again. And I also Uh got what, and I got the doctor sleep trailer. That's all I got. Oh. oh, and I got the Star Wars trailer, but not the new Star Wars trailer that we saw in IMAX, the old one gotcha. of her flipping over the Tie Fighter. Gotcha. So it was like it was a bunch of outdated trailers. It was, yeah. it was actually sort of depressing. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, well, never mind. We'll talk about it when you actually see the trailer. I've seen it though. I've seen. It. If oh, we, can okay. talk tenet, we can talk Tenet, baby. Yeah, because Robert Pattinson's in that. Yes, I thought Wait, I saw yeah. his name in the credits. When... Oh, okay. I'm just making sure you didn't see the trailer. I haven't. No, no, yeah, he's yeah. not in the trailer. He's so you see, yeah, you only see John David Washington. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the the glass that's all shot up and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when uh when I was watching that after it was over, the guy next to me, to his friend, was like, "I'm in," and I was like, "I feel that man, I'm fucking in too." It's a very it's a very Christopher Nolan teaser, mm-hmm. where like you have you have it's like just sound and maybe half a voiceover. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was actually listening to another podcast that was discussing Joker today, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the original teaser that came out for The Dark Knight, and I ended up looking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, first off, I remember. I remember that was back in the days. Like the YouTube was still pretty young, but I was scouring <laughs> YouTube to try to find it because mm-hmm. you you still pretty much had to go to the theaters to be able to see trailers back then. Right. They weren't dropping online like they were now. They were maybe like a few weeks after. But oh my god, yeah, Dude, the, the I Batman... remember downloading for like twenty minutes on the Apple homepage just to see the Public Enemies trailer. Oh my oh, god, it was ridiculous. Sorry, go on. What a random movie. So. <laughs> I know. I know. To, wait to download <laughs> yeah no so the dark knight trailer it's it's literally it's very similar to the tenant where like it's just like it's a, it zooms in and then it, it creates like the batman logo and then it's just a shitload of voiceovers mm-hmm. so like christopher Nolan, this is like he just has like this this formula for like these these teasers mm-hmm. it's literally nothing and it just pulls you in immediately because it's christopher nolan mm-hmm. and this cast is this cast is fucking it's amazing john yeah. david washington rob patson and the two leads um, of course, uh, what what our boy who played Alfred's in it, I can't, Mike, Michael Michael, Michael Caine, mm-hmm. is in all all the Christopher Nolan movies. He's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, that comes out uh, next summer, and uh, yeah. that's going to be that's probably going to be the the blockbuster of next year. Oh, no I doubt. actually I can't really think of anything that's coming out next summer right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's I, a Marvel movie out there too. We have Bla- we have Black Widow in like May. Yeah, 
and I think that that's pretty much it. Yeah, so Tenet's going to be huge next summer. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that's going to be like a huge big IMAX movie. Yeah. And we still don't have like a full idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, get, I did get the full Birds of Prey trailer uh, also. And honestly, Sorry I thought it, I thought it was better than the um, the first one. I'm kind of excited for it. I'm, I'm into a silly Harley Quinn movie. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not there with you. <laughs> I am sure I'm not. All right, all right. Anyway, sorry. What? Uh, speaking of outrage, or oh, speaking God. of DC, which one are we going to first? Oh uh, no, we're gonna go to outrage first. Right. Um, so it, something that I've been really looking forward to, the info for the Infinity Saga mm. Collector's Edition box set came out today. Yes. And so this it is, is all twenty three movies. All twenty three movies. Right. You get all twenty three movies. You get an exclusive Matt Ferguson lithograph, which okay, okay. A picture of all the Avengers and. Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You get like some like fake ass letter from Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. and you get a numbered limited edition collection. I it just says Infinity Saga, and it looks like there's some signatures on there. Mm-hmm. And then, but like they're all like copies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like they're like the original. So I I don't know. Right. And then you get all all 23 movies plus a, a exclusive bonus disc. It, it's all this is the price for 4K and Blu-ray, mm-hmm. which I don't know how that works out. Right. Five hundred fifty dollars. Yikes! Which yikes! Which equals out to still about twenty three dollars, or yeah, about twenty three dollars per movie, right. which is essentially the full price they're at right now. Yeah, I, honestly, like if I went into Best Buy and was looking, it's like oh twenty three dollars for a Blu Ray of Captain America: Civil War. I'd be like, eh, no thanks. So I'm not Fuck. spending this much money on all these. Not movies. only that, I'm pretty sure all if most if not all these movies are going to be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Second. I already own half of these movies. <laughs> some on 4K, some on Blu-ray. So I now have to rebuy all these. Mm-hmm. Like, f- I would be fine. Uh, I think 300 would be my my limit. I maybe bite into something like 350. Mm-hmm. $550. No, thank you. I was yeah. No, I was expecting you, like 250 to be honest. That's not. I was I'm not like, pay- 250. Okay, I can see it. That's a lot of movies. It's like 10 dollars and change per movies. It's reasonable. But I uh, am not no. paying 23 dollars to see. For Thor two and four K, yeah, I will. Not, I refuse to do that. Mm. I so, mean, that's not an unreasonable stance, Dylan. I can't disagree with you in any way. This don't get ridiculous. me wrong; it looks awesome, and I'm probably gonna end up buying it. No, right now I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset. Right. That's a that is a fuckload of money. Mm. Yeah, man. But, it's, it's, does it come in like? A cool like Thanos's head or anything, or is it just like a box set? It's just in a box. I I was really like I thought there was gonna be some sort of like Infinity Gauntlet with it. There's mm-hmm. not. I mean the disc like the the each each movie each film has like its own disc like sleeve box mm-hmm. thingy, and like when you put them all together in the box set, it, it creates like a picture that that also comes with with the box set. It's it's mm-hmm. there. It's gonna be something that probably sells out immediately too because there are obviously they're gonna be the oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah get this. Which all the power to him. I, mm-hmm. I this is something. I remember when the Star Wars series came out on on Blu-ray and like mm-hmm. that box set, and I remember like when it first came out, it was something like it was like it was like two hundred dollars, and I was like, yeah. As, as a kid, I was like, oh, good Jesus Christ. Yeah. But five hundred fifty. Whoa, whoa, Nelly. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Do they even do like cool, like I remember the Walking Dead season two had like a zombie with the screwdriver. And it's an eye, you know, for their season DVD. Do they even do stuff like that anymore? Or is that just like a relic of the past that I'm... I partially think the, I think the DVD is, is on its way out anyway. 
Yeah, I, I think I think TV is probably gonna be obsolete in the next ten years. Cause mm-hmm. I've that the, the past like five movies I bought and have including Spider Man and uh, Endgame have been mm-hmm. digitally 4K. Right. The key the key with 4K digitally you got to hardwire it in. Mm-hmm. Shout out Brian Wong. You got to hardwire it into the Ethernet, or else you're not gonna get pure 4K and it's gonna gotcha. look like shit. Gotcha. So for anyone out there, yeah, I don't even know like the last movie I bought on regular DVD, not even Blu-ray, was probably like. Wish you were here. Or wish I was here. That uh, Zach Braff kickstarted movie. That uh, I'm a huge fan of Scrubs and a big fan of Zach Braff. Holy shit, dude! That movie is awful. Watched like half of it and was like, nah, I'm out. No, I do remember that. That whole thing was like crowdfunded. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Entire thing. Yeah, it was awful. That was that was like eight years ago. Yeah, that was the last DVD you bought. That was, and I've received Green Lantern on DVD <laughs> <laughs> several times. So. You're a big Green Lantern fan. Everybody knows that. Yeah, everyone everyone knows Aquaman. You've seen Green you've seen Green Lantern more than you've seen Aquaman. How outrageous is that? Dude, I've seen Green Lantern because when people buy it, they're like, "Oh, we should watch it." And then I'm let's like, watch it right now. Yeah, Put it in the- like, all right, let's do it. I I've seen it like five times. I told my friend Ryan, you know, friend of the show, Ryan, uh, you've seen him on other stuff that, and he's like, "That's honestly the worst thing I've ever heard in my life." I, I wish that weren't the case for you. I mean, you yeah. you now have like five Green Lantern coasters mm-hmm. you can use. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. So, uh, Dylan, is there any any news that could cheer me up that uh, bring me out of this Green Lantern funk that I'm in right now? Sure, sure, Ken. So uh, the other big news that dropped while we were on hiatus is that Jonah Hill is apparently going to be playing one of the Batman villains in the upcoming ba- the Batman. Mm-hmm. The obvious, the obvious go-to part would be the Penguin. I can also really see him as a Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, as we've joked before, and as we joked uh, together on the side that he could play the infamous villain Calendar Man. Yes, perhaps it would be wonderful. Which is just the most outrageous name for any <laughs> any of these villains. Fucking Calendar Man who just kills on these special days. Mm-hmm. Who we also talked about when we, when we found out the plot of the Batman, which yep. was the Long Halloween. Yeah, I think is that pretty, what it's called? Yes, yes, that is uh, pretty ridiculous. The, uh, as I've said several times on the show, the most comic book storyline of all time. It's uh, it's ridiculous. But yeah, we got Jonah Hill. Obviously, Jonah Hill, if, if you haven't been paying attention, still think he's the guy from Superbad. Jonah Hill's a legit, like, capital A actor now. Oh, for sure. He's... He's probably the most versatile actor in Hollywood. Mm. He he can nail probably both, he can nail both drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. That that yeah that all changed with him when he for Moneyball right when he got nominated yeah that was that was that was a huge deal for him. Moneyball, yeah, I love this. Uh, Maniac. If you if you want to watch a really good limited series on Netflix, him and uh, Stone. Emma Stone, wonderful in it. And uh, yeah, Jonah Hill's awesome. So any movie you can get him in, it's like huge win. Also. Rumor has it Jeffrey Wright for Commissioner Gordon. I think the, uh, apparently this one's a little more set in stone. So, I don't yeah. think either are official official. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Je- Jeffrey Wright, Westworld, Commissioner Gordon. That's just like that's like a perfect casting. Yeah, that's great. So uh, it kind of sucks that uh, that our our boy J.K. Uh, Simmons J.K. Simmons isn't going to be coming back because he played Commissioner Gordon for one fucking scene. Mm-hmm. Justice League. Which yeah, he got really... weirdly jacked for that one scene too, where he's in a trench coat. I don't understand that's, why that's... he got in such good shape for that role. Another victim claimed by Zack Snyder and, mm. and the DCEU creative staff, unfortunately. Oh man! So that that's another Ben Affleck. 
Batman, him as Commissioner Gordon, a, a big, big what if. Mm-hmm. But they're out, and apparently Jonah Hill and Jeffrey Wright are in. Rob Pattinson. Uh, this this movie, the more and more I hear about it, the more and more I'm getting excited, which mm-hmm. I obviously got excited for shit like Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, Suicide Squad. So yeah. I don't. Th- I have a really good feeling about this movie. I don't think Matt Reeves will let me down. Mm-hmm. I also I don't particularly care which role Jonah Jonah Hill plays because I think he's gonna fucking nail it, nail it either way. The Penguin is just like it's just it's just too much of like a of like a layup. All right. But we obviously we have to see the Penguin in live action since Danny since DeVito, Batman Returns. Yeah. Danny DeVito. He killed so. it. He played it too well that no one wants to. I I'd like to see I'd like to see the 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 Penguin if they're gonna put him in in this universe come back more kind of like the the comic books mm. the, the like Arkham the Arkham games where he's like a real like Cockney mm. like he's he's not so much like incredibly deformed where he's just like yeah. this Cockney asshole that's right. called the Penguin like I I would like to see that more for the for gonna put the penguin in this universe mm. but I, I i can really see jonah hill as the riddler too right i can see him i can see him do both and for all we know he could be playing something completely different mm. yeah and um i know there may be some people who are like oh in gotham there's a penguin we haven't seen gotham so i'm sure there's a penguin in gotham but we don't know about it have you seen the, gotham the show yeah the penguin's like the main bad guy in that show uh yeah i've never seen it like i said oh jesus christ yeah yeah, yeah. the the um <laughs> I forget, I forget his name, but he actually he appeared in an episode of The Walking Dead too, in the season premiere where all the guys were getting their throats slit. He was one of the guys. Ah, uh, yes. Slit. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's great. He's actually fantastic as Penguin. All right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, so if you if you've been looking for a Penguin portrayal, I guess the Gotham one has it pretty down. Um, but yeah. So this this will be interesting. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Obviously, you didn't watch the Birds of Prey trailer, um, as you said. Which no, I saw, like it. I saw it. I don't have any yeah. comment on. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that movie's gonna be terrible. Right. So fair enough. Um, so I guess, Dylan, do you want to get into the review of Joker? Let's do it. We've been waiting months for this. Let's let's get mm-hmm. into it. Uh, we're gonna do a quick spoiler-free as always. Yes. First, Brian. I want you to go first. All right, so Joker, directed by Todd Phillips, director of Old School and The Hangover, starring Joaquin Phoenix, tells the story of Arthur Fleck, a, guess I guess the best way to put it, down on his luck man, struggling with mental health issues and his place in society in general, and then through a series of events, um, it becomes, you know, the Joker. I think that's not a spoiler, right? It's in no. the trailer. Obviously, it's yeah. a Joker origin story. It borrows heavily from like Scorsese-style um, movies. It's very similar to a movie called The Comedian um, from back in the day as well. But yeah, it's a very like underbelly look at Gotham, something we don't really necessarily get um, in Batman movies because most of the time it's just dealing with like the criminals, not necessarily the average everyday people just trying to get by in Gotham. Um, it makes Gotham look like a terrible place to live. I don't know why anyone would fucking live there. Hor- horrific. Um, and I think it has a lot of interesting social commentary. Obviously, a lot of people were worried about, um, you know, incel violence in this movie. Are uh, people being inspired by that? But I think the political messages that we'll get into in spoiler talk um, are quite different than that in 
kind of are important and do kind of lead to, you know, a convincing spiral downward um, for Arthur Fleck. And then, of course, Joaquin Phoenix is amazing as the Joker. He He's amazing as this character. I don't know how you could play the this character any better. So for me, I would say definitely go see it. If you're a DC comic books fan, you've probably already seen it. And if you're not you know, a huge comic book fan, this movie doesn't feel too comic booky. I think you, there's a lot you can find, a lot of enjoyment. If you're a fan of cinema, as uh, some directors might call it, I think there's a lot that can still be enjoyed here. Dylan, what did you think? First off, score it, you coward. Oh, um... Whew. This is a... So, I'll put it this way. Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of the Joker is like a 10 out of 10. The movie itself, for me, is a 7.5 out of 10. All right, so we're back on to the to the... The single digits scale. Yes. Yeah, we had that one good episode with you with that zero to one. I was just so excited about that Astra. Um, yeah. So I I really like this movie. I'm mm-hmm. I give I'm giving it an eighty nine out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. I thought Phoenix was just simply unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I I think it's really hard not to imagine him winning the Oscar right now. Dude, if he doesn't it, win the Oscar. I'm boycotting. I, I, I'm over it. It breaks my heart because I'm a big Leo guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. I thought Leo was outstanding once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Unless somebody comes out in the movies that are coming out the rest of the year, blow blow us away. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how anyone's going to act as well as Phoenix acting in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, this is this is one of the greatest acting performances I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I agree. This, I, 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 shout out to uh, Letterboxd. I think that's how you say it, or Letterboxd. I don't remember. Tomorrow, mm. shout out to Moore. Got us back into it this week. <laughs> and I have done over 100 reviews this week. My review on this movie, I basically said something along the lines of, I, I've never seen an actor dissolve into a, completely into a character mm. like this pretty much since Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger did the Joker mm. in Dark Knight. And it just ha- so happens to be that it's both the same character. Like, I just, like, I completely forgot I was watching a movie about, that that was Jacqueline Phoenix. Yeah. Like I thought I was watching a movie about Arthur Fleck literally just going insane and turning into the Joker. Mm. Like I forgot I was I forgot I was watching a work of fiction. I right. thought that that's how good uh, Queen Phoenix is. Like I'm gonna say his name a different five thousand times during the podcast. Yeah, and I think to add to that, as you were saying, um, obviously Heath Ledger is amazing, but Joaquin Phoenix is in every single scene of this movie. This movie is entirely on his back. So if he didn't give such an amazing performance it wouldn't be you know a movie that people would generally enjoy you know what i mean so uh, yeah no so i i think by excluding the final like 30 minutes which we'll get into it's what we're talking just how fucking crazy that was mm-hmm. excluding the final 30 minutes this could have been a movie that had nothing to do with dc or nothing to do with the joker and right. i think it maybe would have benefited from that mm-hmm. And I was thinking that until I got into the final 30 minutes. Right. The final 30 minutes, you, you get the Joker. Yeah. You get the Joker you were there waiting for. That's not much of spoilers. So the final act of the movie, fucking buckle in, baby. Right. Because it, it shit pops off. <laughs> um, he was just – he. Uh, there's, uh, first off, the Joker rated R. We need to see the Joker in more rated R movies. Mm-hmm. I would love for the Batman to be rated R. It's not going to be. Right. I would fucking love that to happen, though. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's just the violence was there. Uh, you know, it's something as, as simple as like the word fuck being involved at intensity, mm. the things just, just everything that just the way that he spirals out of control and the way that it just happens in such like a realistic way, how you feel like you would realistically someone go see someone who already has a mental illness go mm. insane. It's just, it was, it was extraordinary. And at first, I've, I've had I've had about 24 hours left this movie settle. At first, I thought the movie was fine. Mm-hmm. And then I really started thinking about just what I just saw and just how well Phoenix did as the Joker. And I honestly think that it added extra points to this movie. I think the movie itself, kind of what, kind of to what you said, the movie itself is, is probably, like, above average. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything special. Like I said, if pretty much for the first two acts, if this wasn't a movie that involved the Joker or anything with DC, I think it might even be a little bit better because it would be more of a statement on mental health and mm-hmm. how it's just not being taken care of in this country. Mm-hmm. Shit that I'm not smart enough to discuss or even going to attempt to discuss. Right, right. But then it all it all works up to the final act. Mm-hmm. And the final act is like one of the best 30 minutes of, of, anything, of anything in movies I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just excluding the final act of, of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So and then, but then it's up there mm-hmm. because pretty much once we once we once Arthur Fleck is gone, we get the Joker. Yeah, it's he's literally unchained, mm-hmm. and that's like as far as I'll go without spoiling it. But I was I was just I was blown away at, at the at how that movie ended. It was just unbelievable. And and if you think you know what song you'll get when he goes yeah. down the, those stairs right. that we see in the trailer, yeah, think again because yeah. it's not going to be that song. It's gonna be the last song you expect. That was the most shocking thing I've ever seen happen in a movie. <laughs> was that so? Was, in any movie I think I've seen recently, mm-hmm. was that song playing when he when he was like like it was like a pump up song, like he was going to the big game. Mm-hmm. I was like I was I I literally said out loud I was like what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and then it was just it was it, it adds so much to the movie that like you don't know what's real, you don't know what's fake, and like you're literally watching it through an unreliable narrator's eyes because mm-hmm. he's literally fucking insane. Um, you still get no secret. He's in the trailer. You see a young Bruce Wayne. You see a Thomas Wayne. That they're mm-hmm. still it, it aids the story. Young Alfred. I, I just young Alfred, which I actually was not expecting. No, me either. Uh, I just uh, his his performance is just so good. It just adds so much to the movie, which mm-hmm. is which also just aids to why to why he deserves the Oscar because he pre- like he really essentially made this movie. Oh yeah, no, like. No, no. like this movie without that acting performance, I think we're, we're, we're speaking a very, very different tale. Yeah, I think but so. But he was just so fucking good, man. I'm just, mm-hmm. even now just talking about him now, like I, I like I said, I've had almost 24 hours let it soak in. I'm just like, I'm floored. Uh, I, I, I don't want to pull the trigger on saying that was maybe the best acting performance I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but it's up there. It's honestly up there. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm, I agree. Because he was wonderful in the part. Everything from even like, his his voice to his movements as the character just completely like you said he got lost in this character and really became Arthur Fleck and like, then the Joker like when he runs he always runs like he has clown shoes on even when he doesn't have clown, mm-hmm. clown shoes on and it's just like it just makes so much sense for the character and why he does that mm-hmm. and it's don't get me wrong this is this is one of the most depressing this is not a feel-good movie at all. You will not leave this theater feeling good, uh, no. other than other than seeing one of the best acting performances ever. Mm. No, this is a sad, depressing, 
dark fucking movie. This mm. is a really, really dark movie. The comedy, the other than laughing at him just being awkward sometimes, mm. like the comedy in this is purely dark. And I guess even laughing at him for for being awkward is the part of the dark comedy. Mm. There's a scene that we'll get into in spoilers where it was it was it was both intense slash mm. one of the more dark comedy hilarious things I've seen in a while. Right. Well, yeah. Do we want to get into spoiler talk? Yeah, so I guess we'll we'll just give a quick recap. I I'm giving it an 89 out of 100. Brian's giving it a 7.5 out of 100. Yeah. But he's giving Jaquain Phoenix a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Which I am. I guess I'm giving him. I'm giving him a 99.9 <laughs> out of 100. Right. Yeah. Go see it, everybody. If you liked it, um, and if you haven't seen it yet, thank you so much for checking this out, listening to our spoiler-free review, and a little bit of the news. Shout out Brian Wong, who will be leaving this episode during this time. Brian Wong, thank you so much for listening, as always. And yeah, we're going to start talking about spoilers, so please turn the podcast off right now. Uh, Yep, three, two, one. All right, spoilers lock. Yeah, so I guess we'll just jump into the scene that I was just talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the first scene, and we can get into the scene that led up to this after, but the first scene we really see him just lose his mind. Actually, I guess technically the second because he after he suffocated his mother the mother mm-hmm. when he started suffocating her that's really when shit started hitting the fan obviously yeah, it's really when he and became the joker that's when it, that's when this movie took another turn into being really super fucking dark mm-hmm. which it, we, we saw a crazy man uh obviously the scene in, in his apartment when he stabs mm-hmm. his, his uh his the huge clown friend mm-hmm. with a pair of scissors super fucking brutal continuously smashes him in, into the wall you see his 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 brain matter all mm-hmm. over the fucking wall and then the little the little short friend freaking on the background, which yeah. is terrible. He just saw one of his friends murder his other friend. Mm. Just awful. And they were there they were there to to give, to give their condolences for his mom dying. So yeah. you kind of get the first. Uh, the, this is a psychopath move by who? This is now Joker. Mm. We'll refer to him as Joker, not Arthur. Yeah. This is this is Joker, and man, that scene was fucking brutal. But then after when his friend was like trying to leave and he's like, you mm-hmm. know what, you know, just go. And like, at first he jumps at him, yeah. which was fucking hilarious, but also terrifying because mm-hmm. you really just didn't know what he was going to do. You didn't know yeah. like how violent it was about to get or how dark he was. Mm-hmm. And the little, the, the friend, he's, he's a, he's a dwarf. We'll call him a dwarf mm-hmm. to be PC. And he goes up to the door and Arthur, Arthur Fleck locked the door when his friends came in with like the top little like chain link mm-hmm. lock. And so the friend was too short to be able to reach the door. Yeah. And so Arthur, who's uh, Joker, who's covered in blood because uh, he just killed his friend. Mm. He's all covered in blood. He's trying to he's trying to grasp what he just did, um, even though he told his friend to go. And mm. his friend's like, "This guy's gonna fucking kill me." <laughs> the friend is unfortunately so short he has to ask Arthur to yeah. to unlock the door. And that's that scene was both incredibly intense, but also. So funny from a dark comedy standpoint. Yeah, well, the line that got me um, right after he kills him and it's like quiet for a second, he like turns to him. He's like, "Have you ever watched Murray?" Yes. <laughs> I died at that. I was laughing so hard. It's like holy shit. This is but amazing. Then you, you also get a glimpse that Arthur is still somewhere slightly in there when he mm. kisses him on the forehead and he says, "You know, you were the only one that was ever nice to me." Mm. And he actually does let him go. I didn't think he was gonna let him go, so like yeah. that kind of surprised me. Um, we also have Zazie Beats and her. I, I, 
they did a really good job at making it very obvious that this it was all in his imagination, that he was mm. imagining his life with her. Right. And yet the movie still made us think that it was real. Mm. But they pretty much put us inside his head, which is something I'll give uh, kudos to Top Bills for. I thought that was really well done mm. because you honestly had no idea whether it was real or not. Because right. the, first, the first scene that we got where you knew that he was imagining things a lot was when he was in the audience at the Murray show mm-hmm. and he you know he told this sweet story about his mom said that the comedy's best world smile whatever whatever yeah. and Murray brought him down he hugged me said that was great whatever he said I wish I, I wish I had a son like she's like you, you knew that was fake the whole time mm-hmm. uh, and then so you get this idea that you know he's crazy but then we get everything with Zazie Beats and I thought it was real right up until one of the more terrifying parts of this of this movie which was when I was really like, I, I don't know how dark this movie's trying to get, mm-hmm. was when he's in her apartment. He breaks into her apartment, yeah. and she has a young daughter. We've, heard, we've all seen it, so we know the scene we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that scene was terrifying, because you really yeah. you had you had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. You did, and he I, just had murdered his mom in the last scene. I guess so. like a lot of things were left open to interpretation in, in, in here. I imagine he killed her. You think that's so? My, that's my guess. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Or, it could be. I think part of the open to interpretation too is that mm-hmm. maybe he didn't, and that's why his rage was so pent up whenever, he, whenever he, the, one of his clown friends came over. Mm-hmm. Although that guy was also a dick too, and it yeah. was the, one of the reasons why he got fired. Mm-hmm. So, like, I take that as you will too. He go. He could have just wanted to kill him, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm glad they didn't show because that's just too dark. Because yeah. you gotta imagine if he killed her, he probably killed the daughter too, and that's just a dark road I didn't really, really need to go down at that time. Right. But it was terrifying when he's he's in there, he's in that, he's in that room, and he's right after he killed his mom, and you know he's probably trying to grasp that he just killed his mom. Mm. He's he's officially gone insane, and he's trying to determine whether this woman that he was pretending that he's had a relationship this whole time with, mm. whether he's gonna kill her or not. Right. Um, just so fucking intense and just that this was, and this is where we get into the final half hour. Phoenix was just, oh, this is just, it was, I'm just like floored by just mm. how well he did in all, all this. Yeah. I think, um, to like everything about this movie, like is intense because everything's like a second away from something horrible happening at any moment. you kind of feel like. And yep. that it's, you know, the first time that actually happens is on the uh, train when yep. he kills those guys. A kind of like inciting incident, I guess, of the last part of the movie. But uh, <laughs> it, it's so interesting how it just switches from like uncomfortable but normal life to just ultra violence in like a split second. You know, very, very Joker-esque itself yep. in the way it's paced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought they did a... Re- for probably the most popular villain in in in, I would I don't oh, know yeah. if I would definitely say fantasy popular. or but it would definitely in cinema history mm. for for Joker up there with Darth Vader I and mean, uh, I'm going down I don't I'm rambling at this point he's a very everyone knows who the fuck the Joker is mm. uh, this is a movie that could have went wrong very very easily this mm. is a movie that could have been really fucking bad really easily and I obviously I I, I do think Todd Phillips is, deserves some credit because he put it, he put together a more than competent movie. Mm. And like I said, the whole thing, Tom Phillips also co-wrote it. Mm. The whole thing with the, you didn't know what was real or fantasy. And like, you kind of tricked the audience and the thing that could have been real. Mm. 
uh, it worked great. But Phoenix is the star of this movie. This is his baby. This is his movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I think there's probably a good chance that this movie gets no- at least nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Just basically, I think they do like what, like eleven movies now. Like it's a shitload of movies. Yeah, pretty much like, every movie that is like even halfway decent. Yeah. I yeah. So I think this has a good chance. I still think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the favorite to win it right now, at least in my eyes. Mm. Uh, a movie that we actually talked about with Tomorrow Before This, Parasite, apparently is unbelievable and it's going to be up there. Mm. Uh, we have a few movies coming out this uh, this fall that are it's going to be up there. So I, I I think this would be at least be nominated. But I, I like I said, I think he's the front runner, the favorite to win best pick, the best drag, actor right now in mm. my eyes. Uh, for sure, it's just he was just so goddamn good, mm. and there's just I I can't imagine anybody else being better. And I thought Leo was just lights out once put on Honey, but I mm. he he was not better than, than Phoenix in this movie. Right, like like we've said, I mean this movie relied 100 percent on you buying in on Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal. So can we also can we can we talk about too? So the the whole Thomas Wayne storyline about mm. how, uh, and I guess it was sort of left open to interpretation at the end you didn't know if he was Thomas Wayne's son or not. Cause we saw that picture. At least this is my, this is how I took it. We saw the picture of his mom and it was signed by Thomas Wayne, or at least we thought it could have been signed by Thomas Wayne. And so I took that as maybe in this, I mean, I guess I'm just running down scenarios now is that he could have, obviously he's a wicked powerful guy. He could have altered and made it seem like he was adopted. The person keep it sidetracked from the fact that he was the father. I personally don't think he was the father. Mm. I, I yeah, I don't that, think he was either. It was, it was, because I didn't know how they were gonna work the Waynes into this if they were just gonna be there and be people. So mm-hmm. I thought that whole storyline was was interesting. We get him obviously going to Wayne Manor and Bruce, huge fucking huge mansion with acres and acres of land. For some reason, playing right along the gates. <laughs> For some reason, they put a place at the the fucking. I saw someone on on Reddit say we so we got to see Batman slide down the bat pole. Uh, <laughs> they, they just put this place set literally right around the gates mm-hmm. along the road. And then on a massive mansion with acres and acres of land, just put mm-hmm. it right around the road. That didn't make any sense. Very weird. I was so confused as to what the fuck was happening in that scene. I was like, where are we? What, like, what is this? And then I was like, Oh, this is Wayne Manor. Okay. Yep. I guess. So I, I thought that all worked well. I, I, I also don't know if it was through his lens or mm. through like, or he actually was this way, but to make Thomas Wayne like kind of a dick, mm. not even kind of a dick. He was an asshole. Yeah. He was like a rich dickhead. And like, you kind of find yourself rooting for the rioters and the looters. And we obviously see the Waynes get murdered at the end of this movie. Of course, I thought it was going to be Joker. I guess I'm glad mm. they didn't go that route. Yeah. Uh, I'm they, glad uh, they didn't say it was Joe chill or anything like that. But mm. you know, during the riots, it was indirectly caused by Joker, mm. but I, I'm glad we saw that. I'm glad we didn't elaborate it on too much because I personally don't think we'll ever see Phoenix play Joker again, which is probably for the best. No, the I time, mean, the, if this the makes time, a ton of money, Warner Brothers is going to probably make a hard push, but... The timeline is just so fucked, too, because mm-hmm. unless they make the new Batman movie like in like the early 90s, even mm-hmm. still, uh, Arthur Fleck was no less than, than 25, at least years older than Bruce Wayne. At least mm. twenty five years. So, to age the age Arthur Fleck, I think they said he was in his thirties. He was like around thirty, I think is what they said in the movie. Mm. So to like to to jump at least I would say it has to be at least fifteen twenty years. Mm. Like the Joker's old as fuck at that point. He's around like fifty. Yeah. 
if you're going to loop him in Rob Pattinson's Batman. So I really don't know. I mean, I think... This yeah, it would actually fun. be a much better adversary for Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah. I mean, for, Bruce, for Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which we obviously will never get to. Yeah. So it's like another like an unfortunate victim of circumstances. Mm. This is not how that will go. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this, this will be it for him. And I just... Uh, Phoenix is well known. He doesn't do sequels or anything like that. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I I doubt we'll see the him again. I and I also like I'm perfectly fine if we don't see the Joker character for a long time, because mm-hmm. we obviously had Jared Leto's Joker, which was mixed to say mm-hmm. the least. I I think that Jared Leto could have been a good Joker. He was just led astray by David Ayers and whatever the mm-hmm. fuck DCU tried to do with him. Yeah. And obviously Heath Ledger after he died, it was hard to imagine anybody doing even close to a job that he did. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's tough for me to say that Phoenix was better. I'm going to say he was at least probably up to par. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. It's hard to, of course, because he thought you passed away, and that adds like a whole new element of that, or it's like, oh, can you even say anyone was better than him? You know, it's it's a hard thing. But I'll say he played it as well as he possibly could. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think it was interesting, too. Like, of course, there's a lot of chatter online, um, a lot of blogs, and whatnot and tweets being written about like how this might inspire like violence from you know incels or whatever but i think you know that's not the message this movie's trying to get across the message is like you know about wealth you know disparity and also society failing the mentally ill in general you know he arthur flex in this movie is in treatment you know he's he has a therapist he he has medications and then it gets cut and taken away from him and obviously it's like well you can't you know blame whatever on that but it's it's stuff that people don't talk about or care too much about day to day but it is important you know there there are people in society who are just not helped at all who could be you know yeah um i don't i don't really want to get into incel talk incel one of my one least the, favorite the, words no the the incel community because <laughs> the, the incels are a real thing yeah, uh, yeah, yeah a bunch of fucking i'd be better off without them yeah um but yeah that i don't want to go down to serious talk like that but yeah. i yeah i guess like the movie obviously was trying to was trying to get across a statement about mental health and mm. how the public isn't doing anything to help it and the rich definitely don't do anything to help it mm. uh i also think this movie kind of like threw away all that by basically saying like like in the end, like if this movie was trying to make a statement about mental health, like they ended on a note that like you should just become a, a murderous psychopath and try to rise people up to be able to do it. So I feel like this movie itself probably like whatever statement it was trying to make kind of got it, it kind of part of my whole thing with this could have potentially been a better movie as a whole mm. if it wasn't linked to the Joker. Uh, I think once everything became the DC universe type and involve the Joker and the Waynes and all that, and especially at the end when mass chaos is going on, mm-hmm. which like, it sort of reminded me of some scenes from the dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I feel like the message as a whole got thrown out because it would also remind you that you're in a fictional world yeah. where you have basically like a, a, a character like Joker where it's, he, he's obviously mentally ill, but he's also like a murder psychopath. So right. like, I don't know. I don't know if they're really trying. He's to not play. a sympathetic character. Correct. He's uh, uh correct. Because yeah. we also so one scene that I want to talk about before we get off, um, the scene where he shoots Robert De Niro. Oh man, that's that that's scene insane. was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. That scene was incredible. The the intensity of that scene, mm. you'd like, re- like that would be. I, that's I feel like how you would see it in real life on TV too. Like mm. the way you see him just start freaking out, and then he finally shoots Robert De Niro, and then and then at the very end of that whole scene where he goes up to like the the camera, mm-hmm. and he looks into the camera, and we get the shot like through the TV. Yeah. Very very comic book Batman. Very yeah, the Dark Knight. Um, yes. When he's talking to the camera. Yes, like, that was fucking awesome. Oh, it was. It was like, oh yeah, that's the fucking Joker, right? And then there. he throws the he throws the gun. He does like the dance and all that. Mm. It was like I was like, oh shit, the Joker's here. This is officially the mm. Joker. I would have actually been okay if that was the that was the last scene. I thought movie, it was. You know? I thought it was going to be when it when it cut when the camera cut away. Mm. I thought it was going to. It be. almost feels it... like everything after that was a little bit like, oh, we need more of a wrap up. We need this to be more connected to Batman. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm glad it wasn't though mm. because. The, the scene after he gets into the car the car crash and he wipes his blood across his face to make mm-hmm. kind of like the new like the paint slash like scars marker yeah like he looked fucking incredible that scene itself looked mm-hmm. great it was that was that was awesome I also thought I thought the route this movie was gonna go which I guess I'm, I'm sort of glad slash I, I guess I really didn't care is that he was gonna end up being the real Joker and there, there he was gonna be the one that inspired the real Joker or something like that mm-hmm. I thought that was the route they were gonna take to try to eventually maybe work in whatever Joker that we're going to have face off with Rob Patson, uh-huh. um, work his way into the universe. But I'm glad they did. And obviously the last scene we got, which I didn't even catch up on at first, uh-huh. is he's meeting with the doctor in Arkham Asylum. Uh-huh. And, and as the movie's ending, he's walking out. And I didn't catch this at first. Uh-huh. He has like a track of blood on his shoes as uh-huh. he's walking. And it's obviously implying that he killed her. Yeah. And the Joker's like double insane. I just thought that was, I thought that was, it was just it was great I, yeah. it was just, that and yeah. the uh he's thinking about bruce wayne standing there with his parents dead next to him and he starts laughing yep. and he's yep. like oh do you want to tell me what it was and he's like i was just thinking of a joke and she's like what was it and he's like you wouldn't get it and i was like oh this is dark yeah it's the, the that the final act both movie wise and acting wise was just that was just mm. it was flawless and it's it's tough it's tough that we won't see him again as the Joker mm. because I think that he was just that good. But at the same time, if seeing him again as the Joker will probably take away from the impact that he has with this movie. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. yeah. Kind of what you said, I wouldn't rule it out this, because this, this movie landed a budget of like $50 million. Yeah. It did not cost a lot to make. Right. There was little to no CGI involved with it. Mm. So, this movie's going to make a fuckload of money. It's oh, going yeah. to make at least $300 million, At mm. least. At least. Yeah, I might go see it again. Like, I honestly might too. Yeah, so I think there are a lot of people in that same boat. So kind of to your point, I, it would take a lot of the audience accepting that there's going to be like some sort of time fuck up mm. as well as uh, Phoenix agreeing to do like a franchise, right? which I really don't think he would. So mm. I really wouldn't hold that breath there. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be like, um, we will give you any amount of money to be in this, please. And so, uh, I also, I guess I kind of want to end the pod by addressing the stair scene that I mentioned earlier. Uh, <laughs> the, the song of him going down the stairs. So the song is called rock and roll part two by mm. Gary glitter. Right. I, I've never been more floored <laughs> by a song being played at any moment in any movie than that song playing. That. Like he was like getting ready, pumped up. Like he was like, he got injured. He was going back out at halftime to like, Dude, I, that's the song I associate with, like, the Ice Cats when I was a kid going to yes, see them. The ice cats. <laughs> like, I was so shocked to hear this in in this movie. 
Uh, so make sure you play that fucker before. All right. Yeah, it'll be it'll play us out inside of our theme song. Unless YouTube takes it down and then our theme song will play it out, but uh, iTunes doesn't give a shit. So. Um, all right, I, I've uh, buddy, that, that was it. That was the Joker. Eighty-nine out of hundred for me. Seven point five out of ten for Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck yeah, baby. I think we're, we're gonna be talking about this a little. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very glad we weren't let down, and I'm actually glad that Phoenix raised. He went up, up beyond our. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, as always, Dylan, where can they find you? Uh, DJ Cleverlang on Twitter with these. And actually find me on Letterboxd, your Letterboxd, the new movie social media platform that has kicked off. Mm. Not that. But I have the same name on there. Uh, catch me on there where I also do some reviews. I have six friends. So I'm oh, nice. to turn that in. Yeah, um, let me see. What, what was your letterbox? Uh, also Nick? DJ Clubberline. DJ Clubberline. Right, and mine is the fake BMAR, just like my Twitter handle, so that's a B-M-A-R-R. Look at us, we're both on brand. We're keeping it easy for the listeners out okay. here. Uh, you guys can, of course, follow the channel on Twitter, at WG Everything, on Instagram, how we can get everything, uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv, slash we get everything. We haven't, you know, streamed in a little bit, but... Hey, maybe soon. Of course, the main channel is youtube.com slash everything. This channel is Podcast. We need to get 100 subscribers to get that custom URL. So help us out by telling your friends and family. Rate us on iTunes. Tell us we're doing a good job or a bad job. And if you want to say we're doing a bad job, still give us five stars, right? And Hell yeah. That's reasonable. Uh, of course, we have a lot of great shows coming up. We got Better Radio. We got a bunch of episodes of Wicked Good Show that you can go check out. And uh, the new show, The Sunnydale Review, just dropped for the first time. So, Jojo Rabbit in two weeks, baby. Oh, boy. I cannot wait for that movie. Holy shit. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and have a great rest of your day. See ya.